Wednesday morning here on Wisconsin's Morning News. Got a really easy, fun, interesting read on Milwaukee and an event you can attend tonight if you want to learn more. Guest in studio with us this morning, local history teacher, also Ph.D. in urban history, written a book called Secret Milwaukee, A Guide to the Weird, Wonderful, and Obscure. Welcome to Jim Nelson. Good to see you, Jim. Hi, Vince. It's great to be here. So the book touts 84 secrets. Of them is a guy who's interested in local history. Adam is, too. Some of the stories are ones I was familiar with. Some of them are not. They're brand new. Um, for example, Wisconsin Gas Building. A yes. lot of folks here. If you're from here, you probably know the little flame on top has different messages and things like that, right? Right, absolutely. It's a, it's an old story, but hopefully uh, in reading that story, you find out something new about the architecture as well as the story behind the poem. So here's one that I, that I did know, but I know a lot of people don't. In fact, I think, if I recall correctly, I was researching a story for it back when I was on TMJ4. The Summerfest grounds, not only there, not only did that used to be an airport in Milwaukee, a lot of folks don't know that, but also served as a Nike missile site, one of several in the area. Tell us that story. Yes, it's, it's truly an interesting story. So it started out as Maitland Field, which was not a really good place for an airport, considering <laughs> in its uh, previous life it had actually been a landfill. And so they had uh, frequent problems with uh, the the tires being punctured on the planes. The stuff uh, was like sticking out of the runway? Yeah, yeah, stuff that okay. never quite made it into the landfill, as well as the wind currents that were down there. And so then the airport was closed in the 1950s, which was perfect timing for the Cold War, because you could, you could come back and actually build a Nike missile silo there. It was one of eight silos that surrounded Milwaukee County with um, anti-aircraft missiles in case of a Soviet attack. What were we afraid of there? Somebody, like coming down the Great Lakes, is that uh, it? Yeah, that's basically it. You know, I mean, it was a panic and in the in the 1950s, and as unrealistic as it may seem today, uh, people back then thought Milwaukee would be a legitimate target, and so it was best to keep us armed just in case of a first strike. Well, of course, my grandfather worked for Fault Corporation, which was a huge defense contractor, at least producing those things, right? The the machine shop to the world, was that what they said about the valley? Yeah, that was the nickname. Milwaukee was the machine shop of, of the world in the early 20th century. We were the 12th largest city in America, and we were the largest producer of manufactured goods in the country. We sent stuff everywhere. We're talking with Jim Nelson. He is a local history teacher and has a book called Secret Milwaukee, A Guide to the Weird, Wonderful, and Obscure. So here's one for you. So when I took my fiance, when we first moved here, uh, we walked around trying to find out where we wanted to live. And we settled on the River West neighborhood for a number of different reasons. It kind of fit our personality a lot. And so when we moved in, I told Dovey, because I had known about the Polish flat and why you see a lot of houses in that area lifted off because they would build, literally build up to add space. But a lot of houses in our neighborhood have houses in the yard behind the house. Tell more about that. Yeah, that's also a great story is that when those Poles came here, they came here with nothing and their big dream was to own land. And it was a source of income as it is today. So, you know, somebody wants to buy a duplex. Why do they buy a duplex? They do it because they want to live in one unit and rent the other one out. Well, the Poles took it to an extreme in that they would typically build a house for themselves. And then as soon as they could afford to, they would actually jack it up basically on stilts, fill in the basement to create a basement living unit. Now, over in River West, which is one of my favorite collections of Polish flats in Milwaukee, you'll also sometimes see side units. You'll see a third unit. Mm -hmm. And then occasionally you'll see a back house. And oftentimes those back houses would themselves be jacked up and become a Polish flat. So you could have as many as five living units in some case, cases on one small piece of property 
with the with the family who owned it typically living in the smallest one and then renting out the larger units larger units mean more income i feel like we may have the oldest unit in the neighborhood so we live in a converted barn house on the second floor we have a person who lives below us and then one of those side houses you mentioned that was originally the carriage for the horses is what the property oh, yeah. manager told Old me carriage house. and then lifted a loft on top of that make so you're making use of all the space that's an excellent house to live in um, i i i deeply admire you for <laughs> Owning that house. Oh, I wish I owned it. I'm renting. No, just a renter. Just a renter. Well, someday, someday. someday. Jim, does Milwaukee have more of these strange stories than do other urban centers of our size? I mean, I I suppose as a native, I would like to think that we're very unique. I mean, every every community has its stories. Right. I think in some ways we're a little stranger than other cities, and in and in other cities they're a little stranger than us. It depends on what you're looking at, you know. So, like when you take a look at the book, um, I get into cemetery history and food history. And um, interesting architecture. You know, uh, one of the oldest buildings in North America is located right here in Milwaukee. It's on the Marquette campus, the St. Joan of Arc Chapel. Um, The story behind Milwaukee Pizza. Um, Getting into uh, cemetery history, one of the priests from The Exorcist is buried here. Um, Other cities can't claim that. Well, two (laughs) other cities can claim that. Okay, But, you know, Milwaukee's one of the three. I know something that would catch a lot of eyes as well, Milwaukee's history with organized crime and the dabblings in there. But that was, um, as a kid, I remember stories and whispers of maybe it was this house or maybe it was this person or we knew someone who knew someone who knew this guy. Right, absolutely. And one of the fun things was really researching the history of organized crime. Um, According to the research I have done, uh, the former Milwaukee Mafia headquarters is now the kayak rental that is across the street from the Milwaukee Public Market. So you can actually walk there from the studio. Obviously, it's a new building, okay? But I still went down there anyway and had to take that picture. The book is called Secret Milwaukee, A Guide to the Weird, Wonderful, and Obscure. How can people find this? Uh, You can find it at um, every major retail outlet in Milwaukee that is a bookseller. So Boswell Books, Barnes & Noble, Historic Milwaukee Incorporated, those are the big ones. But from what I am told, uh, it is flying off the shelf. And so it's good news. Want, it is good news. And if you want to buy one in person, I would consider doing that as soon as possible. And then you can also find online retailers as well. And you're going to be out tonight at Boswell Books, Downer Avenue. It's a 630 event. Folks can come by and ask their questions. I'm sure they will ask the question. Do you know of this? There was a property at whatever. I imagine sometimes you have to tell them, I'm not omniscient. Right. You know, I I can't know everything, you know, but I can try to help you out or I can at least point in the right direction of where you may be able to find those sources. Do people say things to you that then pique your interest? Do you go follow up on stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, For example, one of the stories in this book is the treasure of Byron Price, which I knew nothing about uh, going into this. And I, I had about 80 topics, needed four more, according to my publisher. So I decided to crowdsource the last few. And it was actually from the crowdsourcing that I found out about this buried treasure that is somewhere in Milwaukee. Never had heard of it, decided to write about it, had a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome. Jim Nelson is the author of The Secret Milwaukee, A Guide to the Weird, Wonderful, and Obscure. you got a couple of history fans in Adam and myself, and you still got a few in there that, that we had not heard before. So there's something in there for sure for folks who are interested. Really appreciate it, Jim. All right, thanks for having me, Vince. And again, that event is at Boswell Books tonight on Downer Avenue, 630 start. 855 Wisconsin's Morning News. So Jim Nelson now... You never feel bad when you don't know a fun fact.
Yeah, yeah, right. It's always conversations, and they want to share this story with you to get you equally excited about the city that we live in. So. And what stories will you tell us this morning starting at 9 o'clock? We have Annie Schwartz, the Public Safety Hour, with Eric Drager, a cybersecurity expert. He's got details on how that MGM Caesars hacking oh, yeah. happened. And it's actually as simple as picking up your phone and having what you think might be a friendly conversation. Man, when you have guys like this on, they, they blow your mind all the time with and how much stuff is out there, how how much under attack we all are all the time. And how you can protect yourself. It may sound boring, but passwords, really great information on how to use your passwords yeah. and protect them. Fantastic. And so that's good. Uh, Bob Brainerd is co-hosting with me. So oh, Well, please listen anyway. Yeah. No, oh! come on. Bob did sports <laughs> with us this morning. But helping so good you watch to see your him. wallet because the taxes in Milwaukee County are going up next week. So uh, what you can and can't spend your money on wisely before the end of the year. And Christmas cards, do you send them or do you not? People well, have I'm told opinions. we are doing a New Year's card this year. <gasps> I had to issue a public apology Ooh. for everyone on our list. We just didn't get to it. And by we, I mean... My wife, that's like her thing, and I'm no help. So, I'm excited. Favorite. Well, you had a big year. You had a big I year to a recap. Big year, right. I got lots of stuff I could put on the picture card. Great. WTMJ now with Sandy Max is up next. Business headlines first. They're sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old.